Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Look at that. Finally back in Brooklyn after yeah. months of Month. gallivanting and, and living the life. Worldwide traveler. COVID is no match for you. <laughs> it's over. It's, it's over, over for you. It's done. So you've been out as I've been chained to a computer desk <laughs> making a movie. Yeah. You've been running around living the life. It's good to be mobile. You know, I'm a mobile man. I could work from wherever I want. It's great. It's the future, isn't it? It's nice. Mm-hmm. Would you would you do that if I told you sell all your stuff yep. and you basically have a suitcase and a mm-hmm. laptop and yep. you get to live anywhere you want to? Would mm-hmm. you trade that life in to basically doing what you're doing now where you're back at home, you're around your stuff, you're playing hockey in the evenings? Mm. Which lifestyle would you choose if if money wasn't an issue? If like you oh. didn't have to live in New York to do your job, would you just travel around? Oh, and I could and like I could afford to go and enjoy these places wherever yes. I am. Yes, but oh. you have to work though. You still have to work. Well, right? yeah, so, like, I know. I might, understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah, work yeah. in the day and then party all night. Yeah, or, or even work in the evening, right? Depending on where Wherever, you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You might be doing. somewhere else where it's like, hey, I gotta you know I gotta work a little bit from, sure. let's say three. 3 a.m. until about 9 a.m. Then I take a nap, but then I get the whole day to go explore a new place. Would you? Would you? That is that? that is the worst thing about working from home, right? Is that like you're so close to your bed that? Oh yeah, the, the allure of naps <laughs> is just like, oh man, I yawned. Well, time to take a nap. <laughs> oh, it's great. And then you have lunch, uh, and you can like have lunch at like your own kitchen at your own. It's funny because uh, I talked to I, I talked to someone at work, and and she was like, the best part of working from home. Is I get to use my bathroom. Mm. She goes, I get to use my bathroom. I don't have to wait for somebody else. I don't have to wonder whether or not it's clean or not. I don't have. I can. The meeting ends, and I can go use my bathroom. Yep. And it's, that's by far the best thing working from home. And this is from a woman who told sure. me that she's like, she's like, it's it's great. And she's like, I'm well, never women will back tell to you office. that women's bathrooms are their worst. They're worse. As someone who used to have to clean, who cleaned bathrooms once upon a time at the, you know, oh. working at a grocery store or working at a garden center, like, you're right, you're just, you're just, you're maintenance, right? Like, you kind of help with like, hey, you know, when you're working at like a retail store, there's like, hey, can you just go clean the bathroom? Because you're, you know, 16, 17, 18, 19. And they're like, well, you seem capable. <laughs> <laughs> and women's bathrooms are, uh, I would say that they were on par with men's bathrooms and cleanliness. I was not expecting mm. them to be as dirty as they were. Right. Yeah. Look, I get it. But and the thing about lunch, spot on. Uh Friday, worked from home. And I don't normally work from home now. I usually go into the office, but certain things required me to be home. Um and I made myself a dynamite lunch. I made now I didn't even know this thing was called a Hong Kong style French toast, but let me tell you something. I made myself Hong Kong style French toast. And I know what you're wondering. Hey. Jason, what's what's Hong Kong style French toast? Well, I'm going to tell you. Mm. Hong Kong style French toast is basically a French toasted peanut butter sandwich. So, hmm. yeah, you make the peanut butter sandwich and then you you batter that and you you fry it in a pan. It's butter. Now, normally, apparently in Hong Kong, you actually will um, you'll you'll fry it, which is crazy. I'm not doing that. I'm not frying french toast one i'm not frying anything i'm not i've never like traditionally fried a thing in my apartment it just freaks me out so not doing that 
Uh, that's not true, actually. I guess I did fry uh, sweet plantains once. It doesn't matter. Point is, I elevated it, though. All right, I made it better. Because this French toast sandwich also had hot honey on it. So it was basically a French toasted peanut butter and hot honey sandwich. And this shit was delicious. Hmm. Yeah. And borderline healthy. Which borderline. <laughs> wait, let me finish. You're probably saying that's crazy. How is what you've just described healthy? Whole wheat bread, start there. All natural peanut butter. Okay. Not an egregious amount either. So, and you know, that's you're not using a ton of other ingredients to throw that stuff together. So what's the worst thing about this? I mean, the number of calories, probably. No, look, you add it up. I added it up. All right. I, I, do, I do calorie it? counting in my head. It, yeah. The whole thing was less than 400 calories. Mm, I don't know if I believe that. Why? Send me the recipe. Send me the two, recipe. Two, sli- two slices of whole wheat bread that's 90 a piece. Okay. 180. Yep. Then yeah. you have less than a tablespoon, uh, probably about a tablespoon of peanut butter. Okay. Right? And that's probably about 100 plus calories, right? No, that'd be about 50. Peanut butter's pretty dense. It's pretty dense caloric You're right, You're right. but it's, uh, let's see, all natural peanut butter. It's at least 100. At least. No, no, it's not. For one tablespoon. At least 100 calories. Yeah, at least. Calories in one tablespoon. Okay, 94. It's 94. (laughs) Now we're through. Shut up. Whatever. Okay. Now... Maybe it was. Well, all right. So now, what are we at? What are we? At? And We're you at, measure uh, that. You measure that tablespoon perfectly, right? No. Exactly. No, I'm not. So it's over hundred. So again, that's oh, fine. Wait, but that's two eighty. We're at two eighty. So for bread, two slices of bread and peanut butter is about two two eighty. But keep going. Wait a minute. Hang on. I need. I'm looking up natural <laughs> peanut butter because there's no. It doesn't. Again, it's it's got nothing to do with whether it's natural or not. Like just one has more sugar in it, right? Versus right. natural is just peanut butter and oil, but that's what's right. It's a, it's it's high fat caloric food. All right, fair enough. All right, we'll call it hundred, yeah. right? So now we're yeah, at two. Uh, so we're two eighty now. Two eighty. Yep. Okay. Hundred twenty uh, calories got, left. You got some hot honey. Couldn't have been more than a teaspoon of that. So let's okay. see. honey. I mean, there's a lot calories. of sugar, so I'm gonna guess if you're Six, I mean, so sixty four calories yeah, in a okay. tablespoon. 70. Yeah. In a tablespoon. So let's call okay. it like half of that. So we'll say thirty. Okay. Okay. So what do we have now? Three ten. Yep. Three ten. Okay, cool. So that was it. Now, you had, like, of course, the butter that was on the pan, right? Mm-hmm. Can't forget about that. Not a lot of it, though. Don't okay, but much. still, like, let's say it's, you so know, five like, grams of butter. Okay. Butter, calories, grams. All right. Uh, one gram is seven. Yeah, so five, about five grams, probably. Like, five grams is not, not too much, but we'll it's add, enough we'll to add another. we we'll another 30. So we have 340? Yeah, about 340. Okay, now this is where the calculation gets weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is where we go over 400 calories. <laughs> Hang on. But the problem is it's hard to measure because, so I'm making a custard, right? Mm-hmm. And I basically made the custard so that I could dunk it in it, but it's not consuming any more than like 20% of the custard I made. Now the custard is because this is going to blow it out when you take all yes. this as is, because it's, I used two eggs, which was way too much. Okay. I used almond milk which is super mm-hmm. low calorie. That's only 30 is, calories yeah. a cup. Didn't yeah. even use that much. Um, and then um, just like a splash of vanilla extract and a little bit of maple syrup, which I didn't need to do, but I did it anyway. Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah, I'd say you throw all that together. I probably used about 
I mean, I it's know, not too bad. That that's probably. I think it's maybe about eighty calories for two for one egg. Calories yeah, one egg's about eight calories. But that's the thing. Yeah. I only took about like it didn't suck up that much because just using normal pieces of bread here throughout most of one that. one egg is one hundred and fifty five calories. No, one large egg is one hundred fifty. No way. I'm looking large at large boiled. Egg. Okay, that's a boiled at 100 grams. A large so egg is 78 large. calories. 78, 78 calories. 78. Okay, cool. Yeah, there you go. Okay, so it was t- it was giving me per 100 grams. So if you say about 50 grams, that's about 150. And I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. 150 plus 30 grams of almond milk, about 180. Mm-hmm. Maple syrup, let's say it's about the same as your honey, right? So another 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's 150 to 230. And let's say you use 20% of that, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to say, what, 10, 40 would be about 40 calories, yep. 50 calories, let's say 50. Yeah. Something like that. What do we have? Right. It's about 390. So you're at about 390. Bam. Look at that. Look at that. Not bad. Look at that. Yeah. It was incredible. Give or take some, but that's not bad. I mean, that's close to 400. I'll, I'll give it to you. And that was it, yeah. huh? Mm-hmm. Well. All right. What else? What else you have? I dusted it with some powdered sugar. <laughs> <laughs> and there, and ladies and gentlemen, there it is. <laughs> No, wait. Powdered sugar, though, very light. I didn't even use... I, there couldn't have been more than five calories of powdered sugar. Because... Uh, 100 grams of powdered sugar is almost 400 calories. So yeah, a teaspoon. I didn't, a teaspoon it wasn't even... It was 10. not even a teaspoon. Was it a teaspoon or was it a tablespoon? No, because the way... You, you ever dust something with powdered sugar? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I so don't. The method... The method you, you'd be surprised how much mileage you can get out of some powdered sugar. Like, you pour it... I basically take like less than a teaspoon, put it in a sieve. And then I just, you know, you just tap the side over it while you sprinkle it over, sprinkle it on top. So then it just right, You might be like exactly stuff. at 400 calories then because if mm-hmm. it's a, if it's a teaspoon, that's about 10 Now calories, I may or so. may not have also dipped this in maple syrup. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, I mean, it's still, the fact that it's still, still around not that bad. calories, it's not that bad. You can, you can eat a burger from McDonald's and hit more calories than what you just explained. So. Oh yeah. So there you go. It's pretty good. I recommend it. Even if you don't go through all that shit that I did, like, because this is the second iteration of what I did, where when I had COVID, I did it first because that's when I was, you know, back to feeling sorry for yourself and just, no, no, I was just feeling, I was feeling myself is really all it was. And I decided, I was like, I'm going to make a peanut butter sandwich. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to French toast this bread and then I'm going to make a peanut butter sandwich. And that's what I did. It was pretty good. And then this time I just, you know, changed the order of things. I don't also like, like you think about naming conventions, people will do this shit and call it stuffed French toast. That's not stuffed French toast. No, stuffed French toast needs something in the French toast. You need to stuffed. Here's how you stuff French toast. Okay. You get a thicker slice. It's got to be thick. All right. T-H-I-C. Thick. All right. And then you got to like cut like a little pocket in there and then you're filling it with something. Okay. Don't, don't make a French toast sandwich. And then tell me that stuffs because that's some bullshit. All right. Yeah, it's a sandwich. Like, what and is I it? Stuff? It like, time. you consider a burger like a stuffed, a stuffed bun? bun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess a that's hot a, dog is going to be a, a stuffed bun more than a burger, right? That's a good. That's a good episode. What are you eating? Though. Stuffed that's buns. A, that's a good title, Dan, for this one. Stuffed bun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Count. It's just disingenuous. Um, here's the other funny thing. I've been losing some weight this week. It's weird. Look at you. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Off of off of the gallivanting lifestyle and and back on the New York walking everywhere diet. I was out drinking last night. Okay. Oh, there you go. I was out drinking. And there and there it and, is. And uh, I I stepped on the scale this morning. 
and I was lighter than I've been in like months. Well, it's because alcohol dehydrates you. Oh no, I was I was hydrating. I was I was drinking water. I was crushing some some water at the end. Still, alcohol still will dehydrate you, even when you crush water. It it mm-hmm. dehydrates you. It's it's how sure. it works. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll see how I do tomorrow then, because yeah. I today was not a not a great day health wise. <laughs> But it was a delicious one. I got some tacos. Hit hit a solid taco place. Good God! Look at you. Look at Played you. hockey. So where? So, yeah. So why you've been gone? Mm-hmm. I don't know where you've been because I've not talked to you in a month. I know. As I've been crazy. as I've been doing stuff. As I've been doing mm-hmm. stuff. As in working on this movie. Please God, let us finish this thing. <laughs> I believe. I believe in you. I think you can working on this movie. So I'm interested. I'd like to live vicariously through your life over okay. the last month. What have you been doing? Uh, I was in Lithuania. Look at that, Lithuania. Or, you were very close to Russia. Ago. Did you Did you hear Russia? I met a Russian guy there. I was at um. Nice. Well, is that well? This was weird because this is such a me thing too. Like I'm going to tell you the story, and you're going to know exactly. You're like, yeah, of course you said that because someone basically. <laughs> I asked the guy. I was like, "Oh, where are you from?" He's like, "Oh, I'm from Russia." And I said, "What?" how did you get here? <laughs> of course you asked that. And he's like, I flew and his, and his English was not great. I mean, it was good that he could speak English. Like I'll never, I'll never give anybody shit for their, yeah, you can't speak Russian, English because so. I can't speak any other language. The only people I'll give shit for their English are the people in Singapore. That's it. Nobody else, but then that's a very specific kind of shit that they deserve. So, and then after he said that, I said, Oh, all right. And he's like, yeah, I work for Tencent. And then <laughs> my response was, Oh, that makes sense. Wow. So nice guy though. <laughs> so I was in I was in Lithuania. I was there for like a week. I landed on a Saturday and I flew back the following Saturday. Flew Turkish Airlines, connected via Istanbul. That airport is my favorite airport. Haven't been to a better one. And the lounge that they have for uh priority pass is one of the best ever. I had a super long connection. They have lockers where I was like able to like pop my luggage in, just kind of walk around the airport. I love like walking around a, a big, nice airport. Mm. I don't know why. It's just fun. There's just something. I was jealous of Singapore. Was it Singapore's airport that had a movie theater in it? Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh man, I want to, I want to be delayed. <laughs> like <laughs> delay me so I can go to a spa, like an actual spa. Yeah. And then a movie. They had a spa in, in the lounge. Yeah. Of this thing. And it part of priority pass priority pass. If you don't know, I mean, you know, but if you're listening, you don't know Priority Pass. It gives you access to lounges for like $100 a year, and they're always the shittiest lounges. This one, though, this was awesome. It was so good. The food was incredible, and there's just like everything you could imagine. Um, But yeah, I I did this. uh, So I was there. I went out for a conference. We were talking about this last time I recorded where I was going to do my my little talk. And uh, But before I did that, I was. I first went to Conus, which is where a developer I work with is located. So I hung out in Conus. So uh, taught us. Who was is that how you project. pronounce it? Is it Conus? Conus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, probably. I'm, not, I'm asking. Yeah. Uh, no, how, I'm, I'm asking because I. Yeah. Yeah. I would assume like you that. would know because you've been there <laughs> versus yeah. me who is looking at it on a map. And the first thing that shows up is the castle. Did you go to the castle? Uh, I did the last time I was there. Okay. Yep. So you've seen the castle. Okay. Yeah, I saw the castle. Yeah. So they basically have a an old town in Conus and a new town. And when I went the first time, the new town was under construction and the old town was not. So Is that Centrus? 
Centris, the new town. Are you looking at a map? I'm looking at the map where I am at the castle. Okay. And then I am going. Look up the Moxie Hotel. Look for the Moxie Hotel. Okay. And you'll see where I stayed. Is it M O X Y or M O X I E? M O X Y. M O X Y. Kunis. Conus. Conus. Countess, maybe Conus. Anyway. So like there's that the castle, yeah, the um There it is. Okay, yep. It I'm I'm close. It's close to it is within very long walking distance to the castle, but you could walk it. Yeah, and that's because I stayed actually It's by Dodo's Pizza. <laughs> yeah, I stayed east of that. I think I ate at Dodo's Pizza. Did you? <laughs> I ate at a pizza place with some with some people from the team on Sunday. So we did this whole walking tour on Sunday with uh with some people from the team that came out and that was cool. Got to learn a little bit about the history. I was actually, what was interesting. Well, hold, was, hold on for a second. But before you keep yeah. going, were you there with the guy that we talked to on the podcast? I forget Tadis, his name. Yeah, he was said, lovely. Yeah, yes. yeah, I actually, yeah. Uh, so Tadas actually picked me up from the airport. It was awesome. Yeah, he was great. Give me, give me a ride. Give me a ride back. I actually asked him if he wanted to join when we recorded, but you know. He said no. <laughs> no, he actually did. But I, timing was like, it, we were being too spontaneous. So yeah. I, I know it's like about six in the morning there now. So there's no way. Should have woke no him way. up. Get up, Thomas. No, not gonna do that. We'll get him on another time. He could tell you. He could tell you the other side of some of these stories that I'll tell. Um, okay. Well, within reason. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I. So basically, that whole strip, that main strip that you see, I don't know the name of that road. It's that walking path. That was a lot uh, of it was yeah, under yeah. construction when I was there. Mm-hmm. But this time, the old town was under construction, so I didn't go into yeah. old town at all. Okay. Uh, and the whole thing, like the road was completely destroyed in there. They're doing a whole lot of other stuff over there. Um, but yeah, so we did a walking tour, learned a little bit about the new town, all that stuff. I was, and it was by a guy who did, uh, who's, who was like an architecture student. So he was telling us, uh, like a lot of it from the architecture stuff. And it was really interesting because, you know, I was getting vibes similar to South Korea in a way. I actually asked mm. him like, they were familiar with South Korean history because this is a country that has constantly changed its status of independence and who's who's in it, who's running it. People coming in, be like, "Oh, nice place you got here," you know, as part of the Soviet yeah. Union. There was this building. One of the funniest things was there was a building that he told us about, and it's like, "Yeah, it was very interesting because it was in uh, it was asymmetrical." And then the Russian when um, when it when we joined when they joined the Soviet Union. Basically, the Russians decided to build a chunk on it to make it symmetrical. <laughs> That's what happens when you live in a, hmm. you know, communist communist yeah, uh, sure. regime. So, so that was pretty cool. Got to see a unique view of the town, and even even the people who I was with, there was only like three people who came out for that. Um, they they were also like, yeah, I didn't know any of this stuff. Like, this is pretty cool. So that was fun. We got pizza. It started raining. Um, you know, I, I was continuously on my quest for iced tea. It never worked out. Um, and that was, but that was the day off. Then I, I was in the office working on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, one night, uh, Monday, we went to this place called, uh, Ocodelney, Ocodelney. I don't know how you're Hmm. supposed to say that. Um, it's a, it was a really cool bar, but it was like a converted, um, train track, like train station. And it was literally just like someone put up a shack and some benches and it's like, this is a bar now. And you're like, okay, cool. <laughs> so we went over there. That was awesome. Had a good time. We were out kind of late, but, uh, and then we ended up and that was, and then I had my first experience riding the bolt scooters uh, because 
where I was just like, yeah, if I walk back to my hotel, am I going to get stabbed? And like, no, it's fine, but you can take a scooter. I was like, okay. Said, yeah, we. <laughs> so what? So walk. you can scoot away faster from the from the from the stabber. From the stabber, yeah, from the stabber, I guess. But what happened was basically everyone's like, no, we're gonna we'll we'll make sure you get back to your hotel. It's like we're gonna we'll we'll just all ride over there. It's a quick ride. It's like okay, cool. So the way Bolt works. I don't know if you guys have scooters over there. In, we do. Or, yeah, we've Wellington. got a couple like, of them. Is it and one of those people things throw where... them into the they throw them into the bay? <laughs> yeah, they reason. do that. If they're scooters, <laughs> people throw those shit that shit in the river. They do that in uh, in Portland as well. <sighs> like, what's wrong with it? Anyway, um, but you have to find them, especially at night when before yeah. I guess they've moved them around. So we're running around trying to find. A bunch of these scooters and then uh and then we had a scoot convoy to uh a scooter convoy back to the moxie it was a good time hmm. yeah i had a blast with those guys a lot a lot of laughs a lot of good times food was fine um i don't think i had much of any lithuania food here but i'll tell you what lithuanians like lithuanian food i kind of learned that you know yeah we're into it sure it's fine yeah it's all right do i recommend it not really but i've tried it so you know, i'm a good sport about it uh yeah so that that was some cool stuff uh conus was great had a good time it's super modern i had some great uh and, and i did have some great meals out there like at this this fancy establishment called dia had a phenomenal meal there um really nice uh really nice uh server as well he was able to help me through the menu make solid recommendations he's like dessert you're gonna have this thing and i was like yeah you know what perfect. you're right you know me. This guy gets me. So that was awesome. Uh, yeah, Connus was cool. Uh, the other interesting thing was going out with the uh, the CEO of the developer of uh, Sneaky Box. That's the developer. They have their office was incredible, by the way. Like they have they have this awesome view of uh, of Connus, and uh, yeah, so that was pretty cool. I just like being in a development office. There's just something about it. It's just a yeah. cool vibe. Um, but we were out on Tuesday night. I was hanging out with him and, you know, it's always good when you're working with people to discuss, uh, to discuss politics. And we did. So I learned a little bit about the local politics of, uh, of Connus and their, and their mayor. And apparently he's, uh, it's not too popular over there. He's got business dealings in, um, in, uh, Belarus with some, so Ooh. he's got some potential Russian ties and they're like, yeah, just like say something, say something about Ukraine, like say, uh, you know. You know, uh, talk talk about the war. And he's like, ah, you know, wait for the, it's like sell your business. Like oh, I'm just waiting for the right time. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. They got they got all these issues. So, but hey, town was great. It uh, the construction was done and the the main drag was awesome. You know, last time and, and then well, actually, I'll I'll save that for the end. But basically, the summary is like after this trip, like the first time I went to Lithuania, I was like, it was cool. I don't know if I could spend a lot of time here. After this trip, I was like, you know what? I could do it. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. I could do it. These were, uh, I got, it was great. I mean, I, I still got an issue. Like my, I, what I need to do, this was, the, this is what I kept saying. And people probably hated me because I kept saying it over and over again. But I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to start a restaurant out there. I'm going to start a restaurant. Actually, and it's going to be like, a, and then, and it's going to be called See the Light because the, these guys need an education. Wow. Okay. The education. <laughs> is in two things one pancakes no american style pancakes they just don't exist they don't do it so 
I'm going to, I could fill that niche and I could, I can make some, I could sling some bomb ass pancakes out there. Okay. That's number one. Number two, iced teas. You say that, and, you said that here as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you're seeing a theme here. I'm going to, yeah, you guys just don't know. Look, man, I will not take, you know, as well as I do, like this is the same deal where they don't have the biscuits at KFC. Okay. Hmm. It's the same problem. They just don't know. They don't know. Ignorance is bliss, right? Yeah, if you don't so know, now, you don't know. Right. So. But then you show up and you see the light and you're like, oh my God, this is magic. Yeah. You don't have to be miserable drinking hot tea when it's when it's hot outside. You could have a refreshing beverage with ice. I will just give people, I will give ice away. I will just be an ice making machine. Yeah, it's just dirty water though. Like... Dirty, Wait, dirty water, cold water. Water there's water there's great. Yeah, that's what I mean. So you don't need dirty cold water if you got good water. But you need it to be cold. Cold water is what you need. They sure. don't have cold. They don't have cold things. It's just all hot, and sad. So yeah, hot that would and be sad. Light. And maybe it would be. Uh, and then maybe maybe it'll be a cocktail bar at night. You in? You want you want to invest on this uh, endeavor? Maybe. There's no competition. That doesn't mean anything, though. Yeah, there's no competition because nobody wants it, even when there's no competition. That that that'll make you feel even worse if it fails and there's no competition. Look, look, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to give these people what they want. I'm giving them what they need. Okay, hmm. that's what's going on. Hmm. <laughs> Can I say these people? You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about Lithuanians. <laughs> yeah. So then I went to Vilnius, which is the capital of Lithuania. Vilnius is a dope city. I don't know if I would ever say, hey, you know where you need to go to vacation for a, a, a long stretch of time? Vilnius. I wouldn't say that. Sure. But if someone is doing like some sort of Baltic tour, right? Stop in Vilnius, okay? Stop in Lithuania. Go to Vilnius. You're going to have a good time. This city's great. And you get like these really old vibes, like the old town. There's there's Great bars, great food, nice people, great culture. I had an absolute blast in Vilnius, and I and it, it was just awesome. Like the town was great, and I didn't get to explore too much because I was in the convention for a lot of times. But afterwards, you know, but I made a lot of new friends out there. I met a lot of really cool people, and the uh, so so wherever they were taking us, it was it was just always good vibes, good hangs. And yeah. going through the city, riding these scooters through the city, you know, <laughs> scoot convoying all around. Um, it was it was an absolute blast. Um, again, they they got this weird thing where they don't do uh, there's like certain things like they don't do uh, you know not many cocktail bars. I saw one cocktail bar and I was really and I was like I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna get a drink. And then I got really tired and I didn't go back. And I feel kind of bad about that. I feel bad about that. I gotta go. It's called um, no, not that. I was trying to find the name of this thing. I was going to give them a shout out. Not that anybody's going out to Lithuania and seeing this, but yeah. if I see this on my map, I will, uh, I'll plug it. Uh, yeah, but Lithuania was, a, uh, but, but Vilnius was a great city. The convention though, that's where I spent most of my time and it was very cool. Did the talk. Talk went well. Um, there was, uh, I started off, it was, it was a little, a little shaky stumble a little bit the biggest thing i tripped the biggest thing i tripped up on was i wrote down notes not to read from just kind of Mm. making sure i hit refer to yeah Yeah. and i numbered them according to the slides but when i presented the slides weren't numbered (laughs) 
Uh oh. So, Did you leave the number off? Was that just a mistake that like you couldn't see I didn't the put numbers? Them, I numbered them because I was looking at like the full screen Google uh, deck and then didn't I you know, I was going, all right, well there's this number. I just didn't think about it. Uh, so it was too late. Yeah, screwed that up. Uh but overall I think I did okay. It's gonna be public, so you'll be able to watch you'll be able to watch it ooh, okay. at all curious about me talking nonsense. Uh yep. and then and then Tata spoke and he did he did better that's just the difference between like <laughs> rigorous preparation and not yes that's just how it goes sometimes and being right? talented at what you do and sure winging it yeah well no i i mean look i took the notes the i kid together. i kid i recited a lot in the shower not really but i did uh but it worked out well it was uh it was a great time uh and i made a lot of a lot of cool connections really productive stuff there was this thing i gotta tell you about this though called the uh, well actually before i do that what the hell is the name of this thing because i know i um i know i made a comment about the lack of pancakes mm-hmm. but i do need to give a shout out to daily poison daily poison daily poison is a place that i was taken to by someone i met out there um in at the convention and they don't do American style pancakes, but what they do mm. have is these curd pancakes. Okay. Are you familiar with these? Like curd, like no, I'm not. Like I'm trying to think of why would I want why I would want curds in my pancakes. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, curd as a uh, as a word is terrible. It's awful. Yes. Like you shouldn't say it. <laughs> like, but well, it just makes me think like I'm getting lumpy. Like I, I'm gonna bite right. into a pancake and something is going to explode. Yeah, like, I, it just means like there's curd is by definition. I'm trying to think, like how do you define curd? It's kind of like a cheese, right? It's a, it's a lump. Yeah, it's like a f- yogurt or something like that. The this place, Daily Poison, dynamite menu. Dynamite menu. Also, they know exactly what they're doing because they are just all the, the lighting. Apparently, the place was this. This place was created to be Instagrammable. Hmm. Every dish places. looks great. And the lighting of this restaurant was also made to be uh, of quality for Instagram. And yeah, they nailed it. And these pancakes were amazing. These curd pancakes. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, shout out to Daily Poison. You guys did it right. Okay. And not only that, they did iced teas. This place, if you go to if you go to Vilnius, you gotta go to Daily Poison. Daily Poison. I mean, that's a weird name. Like I get it. It's a great name. And I get why it would be uh I mean, I don't necessarily want to think of what I'm eating as poison though. Ah, It's ironic. Right? You know? I mean, is it? Because yeah. one day I'm gonna well, wake it's up. It's not and be like, literally oh, poison. Man, I shouldn't have eaten. I shouldn't have eaten so much at the at the daily poison. <laughs> but you can also get shit like avocado toast. You can get healthy shit. I got. I actually did get oatmeal and pancakes. Does that translate weird? Is that why it's called daily poison? And it said it's like, it's no, like guilty pleasure, English. right? The only like, people. Like the only people who like don't magic. speak English. The only. The only people who don't speak English are the old ladies at the grocery store. Oh, old fair old enough. People. Do they wear yeah, babushkas? They, or is a babushka yeah. a grandmother? <laughs> I mean. Kinda. You can't wear a grandmother, but I you know remember. what I'm talking about. You know what I'm I talking about, though. The rat, I do know the what head you're rat. About. Yeah, I know what I you're do. talking about. Of course, everybody remembers that famous scene from uh, the Fast and Furious presents Hobbs. It's a and scarf. Shaw, yes, where, it's a babushka uh, scarf. Is what I'm talking about. The scarf. Right where the where the rock leans over to the old lady on the plane, and he's like, "I love your babushka." 
Yeah. But that's not what it is. How could you forget? Because, yeah, because Babushka is a grandmother, but the Babushka scarf is what the grandmother wears. Oh. Okay. Babushka style. Yes. Babushka, I believe, means grandmother. (laughs) Okay. Well, the point is they they apparently only speak Russian. That's what I was told. Yes. In Russia, an old woman or or grandmother, a babushka. Mm -hmm. Oh, and I guess it is. In North America, it's a headscarf tied under the chin. So it's both. There you go. Well, that makes sense. Anyway, these pancakes, awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Daily poison, good stuff. Um, Right. What the hell was I saying? I don't even know. Lost my place. Everybody speaks English. Alrighty. Yeah. So you went to so you went to Lithuania. How was the weather there? Was it hot? Summertime. It was in most well, of the. What world. was funny was like, oh, it's so it. It was hot last week. I'm like, how hot is hot? And like, basically, it equated to about 82 degrees. Yeah. So you're like, oh, that's comfortable. I was like, that's not like 100 degrees. But they but they don't have air conditioning out there Ooh. in a lot of places. So that's the issue. But the weather was great. It only really rained one day. I got very lucky with the weather. That's actually why I went to that pizza place because it started raining when we were trying to figure out what we want to do. And the guy's like, hey, this pizza place is pretty good. I'm like, cool, let's do it. <laughs> so that's that's how we did. But the weather was great. It's just a fun city to walk around. And it it feels, I like a city that feels foreign. you know. And this is yeah. just because it feels so old. And Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a lot of the events were outside. Like there was this one bar that we were at, which had like the the main party for the convention was at this place that was all outside. Oh, there was a um, oh right now I remember what I wanted to talk about to end it. But there was a um, there was an auction that they did as well. That's where I met that Russian guy. Um, and I oh, funny story about this auction. So they were auctioning off all these things. Right. All of them were going to the benefit of uh, like a Ukraine charity. Cool. Great. Um, people were bidding on things. I, I got a paddle. It was only meant for like the VIPs. So if you were a speaker or had a certain other level of badge, then you could go to this thing. And it was at the top of the Radisson and like this awesome, this place with an awesome view of the city, which is also where like they had these VIP launches. So it was great. Being a speaker at an event, a lot of cool perks. Felt, mm. felt very, uh, felt very special. So they did this, they did this auction and they started auctioning off all of these things. Like, and there were, there was a lot of things like game packages, like a PS five. And there was some like tickets to GDC, which was hilarious. Cause they're like, this is a competitor of ours, but oh well, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, they had, and then they auctioned off this thing. Um, it was like a piece of art and they do that thing where they have, this is the appraised value. And this is the starting value, right? right the starting yeah. bidding. So this piece of art was the most expensive thing they had. And it started off at like a thousand dollars or a thousand euros. Just and it was going to be, yeah. and it was, and it was $2,000 was the appraisal. Right. Okay. And I was like, this thing's pretty cool. Yeah. I was like, and I want to bid and I want to bid on a thing. So I don't know if I want to spend a thousand dollars, but I'm going to make the first bid because someone's going to just bid right after me. You thought. Right. So I raised my paddle, got up quick, bam, one, yeah. that guy, whatever number you are, bam. Um, and then he's like, all right, so next bidding will be for $1,100. And $1,100, anybody going once. And I was like, oh my God, I'm about to drop $1,000. Yeah. <laughs> so so you're, you're about to get a deal is what's about to happen. <laughs> going twice. Going and then finally some dude raised his paddle and I was like, oh thank God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Eleven $1, hundred dollars. Anybody else? I'm like, nope, not doing that again. 
Wow. <laughs> not making the same mistake twice. Are you kidding me? I just wanted to participate. And I was like, worst case scenario, I'll get this art piece that I thought was kind of cool. But I don't know if I want to pay a thousand dollars for it. But That's I was already bad, going though. in. But like, I was going in with it? it. How big was it the wasn't, piece? It wasn't huge. I don't know if I could find a picture of it. Let me see. Like, was yeah. it like like eight Damn. by eight by or eight and a half by eleven? Was it? I, I would I would give you like the A one A two A three size, but you don't know what that means. Um, I, was it like no, eight and a half by eleven? Was it you know bigger than that? Like, if you use that as a standard, like a regular white sheet of paper. Oh no, it was a little bigger than that. It's bigger than that. Okay. Yeah, I'm just trying to find if I could see where the where the charity auction is. Where is the? No, that's just a picture that they did a thing. Um, yeah, I don't know, but that was, that was my auction story. And then I'll tell you about this thing, which was, uh, and uh, this is the last thing I'll say about this trip was the, um, they have this thing that they ended. This is the final event. It's called the game roast. And the way this works is you have, is they have four experts on the stage and each expert is going head to head with a game developer. And the, and the expert is basically going to shit talk one of these games for about five minutes, right? Maybe it's mm-hmm. three minutes, something like that. And then, or maybe whatever it is. And then, so they, and they did like these preemptive things. So they played the game and then they basically produced this like short little thing where they can actually walk through and show why they, why this game sucks and whatever. Um, and then, the developer has time to, has a little bit of time to retort. Um, and simultaneously, there is a dude making a drink, a cocktail. Mm-hmm. And it's not a cocktail you want to drink. It's basically a guy with a blender and a whole host of funky ingredients. Like you have your Stuff. usual booze, but yeah. then it's also things like, oh, here's some tuna here's like milk here is uh you know other fishy things and various stuff that you would not want in a drink right so he throws all this stuff in the blender before the thing gets started before they start with the expert steak and then the developer steak and then they blend it all up and that's basically what's at stake and Mm. the and then after the two people present their sides, the audience has to vote to say who won between the expert and the, who are they siding with, the expert or the developer. This thing was like one of the funniest things, and it was absolutely bonkers. <laughs> and when I, and when I say these guys go hard on these developers, like it was, <laughs> it was horrifying. <laughs> I couldn't even imagine. Like good for these devs for being such good sports, but oh my. God, man, because <laughs> they just they will pick at everything and just straight yeah. up say it's like this thing is a piece of shit. This sucks. This is wild. Like, oh, man. Um, but that was the final event there. And the the fun part was it was kind of a split between between the two. So there's four there. There was four face offs and then first two went to the experts and the second two went to the. Went so to so the like, devs. was it like a like a roast? Was it yeah, like that's exactly it what was, it was? It was called yeah, game. It roast. was a roast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what I mean. But it was like a roast, though, where it wasn't like it was sort of like trying to come up with things that you would consider like, yeah, sure, it's a critique, but it's also kind of like the 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 most 
trumped up way of pointing out that critique. Yes, right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's like yeah. A so it's so like you're like okay, yeah, that's not real. Like if you're in a regular world, you're just like yeah, whatever. But here it's like oh, your game did this, which was like a rip off of this game. You know, you couldn't think of a better idea, like, like that type of oh, roast, would, or is it yeah, more they like? Would, technical they would lean like, into you guys suck. Like, your why did you sucks. do this <laughs> yeah, the guy's okay. like this yeah. is how i played the game and then i ran into this guy i don't know why this happened here now i just walked off the now i just walked off the level and it's like nothing's going on yeah. over here uh yeah it was some of the things were uh were just not even like the last one was the guy who made graveyard keeper or something like that which is a really successful game on steam already and everybody sided with that guy but and his rebut video was just like him like just like laying on a bed of money or something like that (laughs) it was pretty funny yeah but it was a good time and i thought the drink aspect was just foul um (laughs) but yeah there was uh but but it was a lot of fun i i love going to these conventions and this was actually the first time they did it in lithuania and i met the guy who did who runs the video the uh the Lithuanian game awards out there and uh I was hanging out with him a little bit and I did let him know that I'm interested in hosting next year's event so we'll see wow. if that I happens. think I'll let you host I don't know maybe huh probably probably not probably not no I wouldn't I mean I mean I guess it depends on how cheap you come right <laughs> very yeah well there you go <laughs> very cheap like, you never know like honestly the host might I've... get sick the host might get COVID. They're like, hey, there's a guy who said he'd come out here for basically you want, nothing. To you do want this. me to host out there? I will do it for nothing. There you go. You don't have to, you don't have to pay me. If you want to, if you want to like, you know, pay for my flight, cool. You don't have to do that either. I'll just show up. Think about, think about the dozens of people that would see this, like the exposure. You can't put a price on that exposure. No. It's a win-win. You know, I could host yeah. an award show. I need a co-host though. Yeah, you do, and you need a co-host that can that can play off of you. And I'm not hosting an award show; that ain't happening. No, so, sure. Sorry. No, Why? What if they fly you out there and put you up? No, I'm be like, look, you only have to put up John. You don't have to put me up. Oh, there. You, well, that if that's the case, if it comes at the expense of them putting you up, then I'll take it. Oh, okay. So you'll do it if you get put up and I don't. Yes. Okay. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> I feel like I need to have a Lithuanian. I got a few people out there who I have to do it with. I, I actually, uh, I'll tell you who I had in mind. Not now, but it was somebody it was pretty funny. Okay. Someone who I who I've worked with previously, not anymore, but I met her for the first time, and it was just hilarious. Like the first thing she did, she just came up to me. There was this girl I used to work with. She was a game designer out there. She's really, really talented, really good. Mm-hmm. And basically, the first thing she did was she just came up to me and started talking shit about all the free to play games we did. <laughs> there you go. And she was she was quite drunk, and she's like. You don't know what you were doing. <laughs> and she's like, but you were great because you were always like so positive and trying to hype everybody up. <laughs> I was like, well, that's all I could do. That's all I got. Yeah. Like, I'm like yeah, yep. that'll be my, doing my be job. My that'll be my choice. Um, so, yeah, that was Lithuania. Came back, smooth travels. And uh, the flight back was awesome, but I'll explain that later when we do media therapy. Um, and yeah, it, it was just awesome. I, I look forward to going back because when I came back, I basically told, I came back and I'm like, guys, we should consider buying Lithuania, like <laughs> the country. So I'm exploring that. 
Okay, let me know how that goes. Um, I'm interested if you can purchase your own company. Lithuania. Or sorry, no, your own country. country well, Lithuania yeah, yeah. GDP, what do we got? 55.89 billion, all right? That's easy, nothing. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, you got that in the bank, right? You want to split it? Sure. <laughs> all right, we're going to split it like 99.999 to whatever the point one is after that. That's your side. You get the 99. Yeah. Their GDP went up too high. Like if, if we tried to go in and buy it in like 2015, it would have been like 41, 41 billion. Like that would have been great. We snoozed on the Lithuania purchase. Caught sleeping. Seriously. Caught sleeping. So anyway, I went to Lithuania. I came back Saturday. On Wednesday, I went down to uh, Ocean City, New Jersey. Family was down there. Stark contrast there. <laughs> very different. Yeah, very different. I worked remote. I didn't take any time off. Um, you know, I go there every year. It's cool. Went to, uh, went to Wildwood for the first time in well over a decade, probably the first time in like 15 years. That boardwalk's wild. It's just like a big carnival. Hmm. Uh, got some awesome barbecue. Got some really great food down there. Actually gambled in Atlantic city. First day Atlantic city turned $40 into $290. That was a pretty good turnaround. Playing blackjack. Next time we went, probably made another fifty bucks or something. Nothing crazy. But still, I played for a while. You're coming out with wins. Still up. Yeah, you're coming out. Next time I went, this is the last night. Gave a little bit of it back, but still, still ended up uh, on top. So that was pretty good. Can't go wrong, man. Like I, I go out there if I'm sitting at a table for an hour and I don't, and I just am equal and I'm even. That's a win. I had some fun. You know, it's the cost of playing the game. One yeah. dude at our table. Oh, my God. I was at a table with the with the riot, with riot, riot group of people. OK, and I was losing at this table. So it was it, so it just show it goes to show you how much fun these guys were that kept me around. It's all the guy sat down. Everybody kept calling him pops. They kept calling him pops. And then uh, he's like and then eventually he got fed up. He's like, the name's Earl. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> Earl, Earl kept giving everybody shit. Earl was winning some money. Earl was doing it. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Earl doesn't show up to the blackjack table to to mess around. Yeah. He was playing two hands. He was one of those guys. He was at, uh, Uh, he was in third base, third base position, uh, playing two hands. Earl was killing it. Uh, woman next to me to give you a sense of how good she was doing. Someone gave her a call and she's like, what? No, I can't talk right now. I'm winning some money. And then just hung up. Look at that. (laughs) Can't talk. Money's happening. And then there was this dude next to me, a little shady, a little sketchy. He started playing, ordered a, Hen- ordered a double, double Hennessy. Gross, <laughs> first of all, but that's, that's just a little footnote to my, that's just a little bit of um, commentary on the story. All right. He gets up. He tells me, hey, look, if they come, grab my drink. I was like, all right, sure. He's gone for like maybe 25 minutes. Yeah. They didn't let me take his drink because he wasn't there. I'm yeah. like, all right, well, good, because I'm not drinking double Hennessy anyway, so I don't need to be stuck with this thing. Um, he comes back, and he's just sitting there completely defeated, be like, man, I just lost my phone, man. <laughs> Wait, he just bet his phone? No, he just lost it. Somehow oh. between going to the bathroom 25 minutes and coming back, his phone went missing. 
And we got this whole story and he just kept saying it over and over and over again. He wasn't playing his hands at this point. He was just sitting at the table. Just sitting there. Just and, sitting and they there, didn't make him move on. Phone. No, no. We were just like, look, I don't know what you want us to do. He's like, no, it's all right. I mean, I got it two days ago and I just lost my phone. No one's turning in an iPhone. And so I was like, yeah, no one's given an iPhone. That's right. Yeah, no one's given an iPhone. <laughs> so it's like, man, I can't believe this. And everybody's just like, what are you? It's like, nah, it's all right. So anyway, eventually lost enough hands where I'm like, I got to get the hell out of here. It was basically the last stand that did me in was I, this, this table was, this was such a rough play. I've, I've never busted more on 12s than, oh, that's yeah, awful. so oh. many times. Yeah. And then the last one, I was, the dealer was showing like a, four or five or six, something like that. You know, one of those hands where you're like, oh, this is going to be a good one, right? Got a perfect split opportunity, split them. Got a double opportunity, double. So now I'm, now I got money on the table, right? Dealer hits like a fucking 20, 20 or 21 or something like that. I'm like, all right. It's time to go. I'm out. Peace. Yeah, it's time to go. <laughs> See ya. Yep. And that was, uh, those some of my gambling antics. And best thing about this trip, best thing, Sure, family, fine, whatever. Here's the best thing about the trip. There's a place in Ocean City called the Chatterbox. When I was growing up, we would always go there. We, we would sometimes go. We kind of alternate between going to the Chatterbox and going to this place we call like the baby face place because they had a baby's face on the side. I don't know what that was. Okay. It was. Yeah. Okay. Um, Chatterbox was okay. It was always like way crowded. And they also had these legendary hash browns. That was the thing that we remember uh, is these hash browns and how good they were. It was like McDonald's hash browns, but on steroids. Um, and basically that place, we kind of stopped going there because it was just, I guess, overpriced, not that interesting, whatever. And tried it last year. It was okay. It's fine. Nothing special. This year, my mom starts reading an article because they have a big sign out front that says under new ownership. My mom starts reading this article saying, yeah, it looks like. They're owned by, they're bought a new owner. It's these people in Philly, Green Cafe. And I was like, hold up. Green Eggs Cafe? Oh. We talking about the Green Eggs Cafe right now? Did they just buy? You tell me they bought the Chatterbox? We found this. I was already there. I got down there on the Wednesday. We discovered this on a week later. Okay. Wednesday. Going back on Saturday. Turns out they're only open, they're open for breakfast only on Saturdays and Sundays. I got one shot and I find out that Green Eggs Cafe bought this place. Not only did they buy this place, they have their exact menu. Wow. From the Green Eggs Cafe at the Chatterbox. And look, sometimes I could be hyperbolic. Sometimes I overhype things. My favorite French toast I've ever had is at the Green Eggs Cafe. Wow. Look at that. Right? I once went to, we had a family friend's wedding in Philadelphia. My family drove down. They're like, do you want us to pick you up? I said, no. I'm going to get on an ass early train so I can go to the Green Eggs Cafe before this wedding. <laughs> so I'm going to get there about like three hours before you so I can go to the Green Eggs Cafe and get this goddamn French toast. And I got it. We got it Saturday. And that was the last thing I did at Ocean City before I left. Was it the same? Yes. Look at that. Yes, it was. Look at that. Under new ownership and still tastes good. Yeah. And I was under uh and I was joined by uh Brittany and her husband. They were there. So we saw we saw her kid as well. And Look at that. 
he ordered the red velvet pancakes for the table. So I got to try those too. For the table? For the table. That's interesting. You order pancakes yeah. for the table. It's doable. It's a thing. I guess if makes, they're makes sense. Yeah, I guess if they're red velvet, which means chocolate with red food dye. For those this of you thing, don't know what red velvet is. The, the red velvet shit was, I mean, it was delicious. It was silly yeah. though. Like that shit was enormous. It was like someone just gave you like sheet cakes stacked on top of each other. <laughs> like a shit ton of them. <laughs> like three, yeah. three enormous cakes stacked on top of each other with with uh, the the cream cheese icing in between. It was so good. But goddamn that French toast. That creme brulee French toast at the Green Eggs Cafe and now the Chatterbox in Ocean City, New Jersey, not Maryland. I highly, I mean, that's if you're ever in the vicinity and you have the time, you have the means, you got to get it. It's the best. Okay. So yeah, I came back last Saturday, went in, came into the city, went to Brooklyn, dropped off my shit, went back to skate, and we were going to record, and I just said nope. Yeah, I was ready. I was ready, and the content was ready to be made, and you told me, no, not today. And I said, I was, okay. I was toast. Between driving back the three hours and then being on a train, because it's the two hours to get back to my apartment from Jersey, and then another hour to go back to Chelsea Piers, then another hour to go back. Mm. It's like, uh, I just wanted to become one with my couch. And I did. <laughs> now the couch and I are one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that's what I'm doing. There you go. Now I'm getting my stuff together, and probably won't be recording next week because I will be in London. I leave. Look at this. Look at this. (laughs) I mean, I am. I have no stories to tell. I have been at my computer desk for hours and hours on end, and you're going to go on another trip, man. The life you live. I got silver status too. I got my silver status back. Nice. By like nine miles. So now you get to go to the lounge. (laughs) No. When do you normally fly out of? You flying out of JFK or you flying out of LaGuardia? LaGuardia is the fixed to, I don't up, to to, right? I don't get to go to lounges. I don't get to do any of that shit. Not, oh, the, not okay. at silver status. No. They don't give you anything. I might so get an upgrade get? within so 24 cares? hours. I might get an okay, upgrade get within an 24 upgrade. hours. Okay. Get earlier uh, priority. I get free upgrades to um, to premium economy. So that's cool. I'm going to have like cool. another two inches of legroom. Which is fine. What's the plan? And what's the plan here in in London? Are you gonna just visit the sites? Like, when's the last time you've been to London? You've been to London before. This isn't your fifteen first time. years ago. Look at that! I was in London. Look at that! You get to see that wonky skyline <laughs> that doesn't know what it wants to be. <laughs> yeah, London skyline is the is a mess, <laughs> right? Yeah. Out of all the cities, whenever you see like you see Tokyo, and you're like, okay, that looks like Tokyo. You see New York, oh, that's New York. You see London, and you're like, am I in Dubai or am I in the middle of the fifteenth century? Yeah, there's some weird shit, like the that egg <laughs> building thing that's like right next to London yeah. Bridge. And it's like, weird. Right, Their skyline is a mess. Yeah. And look, there's a big giant Ferris wheel. Oh, that's uh-huh. cool. Yeah. And then you're just like, so wait, what exactly is going on here? Like, yeah. what is this? Am I? Is this? You know, am I back in am Martin I Yoko Luther Hama? times? Am I Yokohama yeah. with that? Uh, with that Ferris wheel? I think that's where the uh, giant Ferris wheel is. Is it? Yokohama okay. Yokohama Ferris. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking at the skyline. Their skyline's yeah, a mess. It doesn't know what it wants to be. It just has no idea what it wants to be. But um, I kind of, I like, uh, I, I, I like seeing that contrast of old and new. There's something cool about that. It's weird though. Like it's oh, just it's super I, weird. But it's I feel like they I feel like someone just was like screw the old stuff when it should have had a bit of the same vibe. Like Chicago, right? Like Chicago's got. A, I mean, look, a lot of Midwestern cities has this vibe of like industrial revolution look to it. And so, like when they're building new things, it's modern on the inside, but they try to hold on to a little bit of what makes Chicago Chicago. But London just said screw all that. 
<laughs> we're building new glass buildings. But n- we're going to make New this York look like New a- York is the same thing. New York is, but not to this extent, look at, though. Look at Hong Kong. Hong Kong, like one of the cool, one of the most interesting pictures I took that I liked from that trip is where it's like this really old temple, and then this insane modern skyline right behind it. Yeah, it's but their wild. skyline kind of looks the same, though. Like I'm looking at image of their skyline. Right, it was the perspective the... of it. I'm talking about the yes. perspective. Like if yeah, you look yeah. at if you're looking from the West Village, right, you see like all these old brownstone buildings. And yeah. then in the background, you and then if you get the right angle, like you could see Hudson Yards, which is all modern glass buildings in New York. Like it's, it's kind of you know I, I like that. I yeah. like that kind of contrast. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I, get I it. think London's London got some just weird has shit. like they got yeah, like I'm looking at Hong Kong. Yeah, like I'm looking at Hong Kong, and they all kind of have like when you see like from the from up the up the skyline right or up the the um the gondola that's up mm-hmm. there. Like it yeah, all kind of looks weird. the same. You look and go, okay, that's Hong Kong, right? Real kind of skinny buildings, and you know, you see the river, and it's just like, hey, this all kind of looks the same. It looks like this belongs in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. But then you look at London, and you've got one building that's shaped like, like, like an eraser, one that's shaped like an egg, one that's shaped like a skateboard yep. ramp. Like, sure. what's going on with this skyline? The skyline is a mess. One that's like a big yeah. triangle. Like it's all over the place. Like decide what you are. Are you skinny matchsticks or are you triangles? Like what's, right, so what are your buildings? Be, so, what are you so doing? To be clear, to make a little bit of a callback to the the whole thing with the you you want someone to go in like Russia communist architecture and bring some uniformity to things. You don't want people I, to kind of experiment and get weird. Well, just like I'm cool with you to you get weird, communist. but make you're it weird that we'll make it look weird like the rest, like make it all the same kind of weird. Right? Like if you're gonna lean into That's like, hey, fun. these are our modern buildings. Like don't like these weird shapes. It's like somebody said we're gonna make an egg. Yeah. And we're gonna make egg. a and we're gonna it's make cool. a cell phone. Yeah. And we're gonna make a ramp. It's dumb. Uh-huh. What's this weird crooked one? What's going on with that building? That's my point. Looks They're like, all weird. Like and it's this, not well, this one looks like it's melting. Like, the what problem is, is as well, if someone asked you to draw London skyline, I bet you everyone on this podcast who's listening to this podcast wouldn't be able to draw it. You'd maybe draw just, the egg building. You'd draw but the then you'd get all the rest of them wrong. Yeah, you draw Big Ben and the tower and the. London, yes, I mean you draw the uh, old stuff. London You're not going to and you and draw that. the egg, <laughs> and yeah. that's it. That's what I mean. Like their skyline's not. It's it's weird, but it's also not. It's not something that you remember. What it's not like oh yeah, that's London. Like you just look at the egg and go oh yeah, that's London. And then there's Big Ben over there somewhere. But like you look at you look at New York skyline, right? Like you're going to start with the with the Freedom Tower. And then you'll start to kind of go out and you'll build the Chrysler building. And like they're unique buildings, right? Like the Chrysler building is awesome. It's a cool, unique building. Uh-huh. But is they all kind of have the same size and structure. There's just small details that make it look cool. Yeah, is this just Fen- London's is a mess. This Fe- is this Fenchurch Street, 20 Fenchurch Street? Is that the cell phone building that you're talking about? Might be. It looks weird. This thing. They're, they're all, that's what I mean. It's just odd. It's just an odd, like, it's just an odd cacophony <laughs> oh, of buildings. They got a pretty cool sky garden. I'm gonna have to check out this weird. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go inside every one of these buildings. Yeah, go. Cool. Yeah, go and l- let us know if it looks as weird as it does in photos. I've not been to London probably in 25 years. It's a um, long time, if not longer than that. Like 25. Oh, no, as as I get older, it's actually probably like 30 years. Um, uh, yeah, I got. I, I'm just going to hang out. I I launch a game on Tuesday. Yards Revenge. Yards Recharge. Check it out. I forgot the name of my own game. Jesus Christ. But check it out. Yards Recharge comes out Tuesday. I'm leaving Tuesday night. I haven't really taken any time off in the last two years, like real time off where I've had my own kind of agency over time. So it's a quick shot over. Got some friends out there. I'm going to try to hit up Nico. I've already told her I'm coming. So probably see her briefly. 
Um, and yeah, might might make a quick trip to Liverpool because I got an aunt out there. Uh, yeah, it's just uh, you know you you don't forget how like going to London is about the same as going to the West Coast. I was about to say it's only it's five hour time difference at least, right? I think from yeah, New York. It's, like it's five a, or less. It might be less. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's at least five. Time in UK, so that is because right now five it's hours, like five hours. five hours. Okay, I thought it was right. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so that should be fun. Nice. Well, there you go. Uh, enjoy it, and we'll uh, we'll we'll take another week off, which I will use to work. <laughs> Yikes! All right. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, right an hour. I don't want to talk about any news, um, but I will yeah, say let's, the we only, can skip all that. The only the only thing I will say is that the, Trump got raided in Mar-a-Lago, <laughs> sort of. I mean, whatever. Basically, it was all arranged. They knew it was happening. They came in like, hey, you got some shit that you were supposed to get back. You didn't do it. We're taking it back. They took it back. Fine. I hate how compelling this story has been <laughs> since it's been happening and how much of my time it's taken of me just like going down this rabbit hole. Of what's going on? Oh, my God. I fucking hate it. But enough of that shit. Let's do some media therapy, shall we? Yeah. Um, I've talked a lot. I've only seen one movie. Which is? Um, which is The Gray Man. Oh, man. I watched The Gray Man as well. Okay. You want to talk? Let's, let's talk about it. Let's start. Well, here's the let's... thing. First of all, right? The Gray Man is, is, a, is, a, is a book series. There's about eight of those books right. of this character, right? Found that out after. And so I would say if you're going to compare this to anything, you got to compare it to the Jack Reacher books. Right. That's right. To Lee Child stuff. Yeah. So it's it's cotton candy in the form of litter of literature. So it's great. It's a lot of fun, right? It's it's kind of espionage. It's guys running around. It's it's, you know, the impossible white man in book form where he can't die and he can get into anything and defeat anybody and gets the girl in the end. That's what that's what these books are. Okay. The Gray Man is sort of a, a take and the reason why I read I think I've read maybe five of these books, or maybe eight of them. Oh, okay. Um, How do you like yeah, it? yeah, I read the books long, long time ago, and the books are great because this guy actually gets injured in the books. Like he's a mess, and he's like actually getting beat up, and he's always kind of falling apart. And like in one of the books, he basically spends the whole time like being like he couldn't move very well because he had just gotten shot or something like that as the book starts. So mm-hmm. it's trying to be a little bit, but again, same time, it's the it's the impossible white man, right? And he can he yep. can't be beat mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as as long as the white man puts his mind to it, he's unstoppable. Yeah. Um. So the gray man. I, I obviously go into this going, oh, they're going to mess this up again because, you know, Lee Child, you know, you're having this Jack Reacher book and you put Tom Cruise. And who doesn't love Tom Cruise? But love the him. description in the book is a 6'4", blonde-haired white guy. Yeah. And they give you a Tom Cruise who's 5'6 on a good day and dark <laughs> hair. And he's, he's Tom Cruise, right? Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, this sucks. It's Tom Cruise. It's probably going to yeah. be good. It's the best. So this, it's, it's Ryan Gosling who's in this? Yeah. He's the okay, Ryan man. Gosling, and it's got Captain America in there as well. Yep, he's Lloyd, and he's and he's and he's chopping it up, right? Because he's trying oh. to break out of being Captain America. He's telling jokes. He's having, he's, fun. He's he's having a blast. He's having he's having a blast because he's like, I'm not Captain America, so yeah, I'm doing stuff. Um, this movie was fine. <laughs> yeah, this movie, it wasn't good, but it yeah. wasn't bad. It was fine. Yeah, right. This movie is one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen. <laughs> and 
I love it. It's a shame. That's what I mean. It's a shame. I had had so much fun watching it. It's a shame because it's just fun to watch. I wish I was watching it in a theater. Like it's the, uh, it's the Russo brothers. You know, they did all the Captain America movies and, um, and the last two Avengers movies. So the action scene, it's just basically, Hey, let's just put Ryan Gosling in the most insane situation that he cannot get out of. And then we're going to surround him with the most inept morons in the world. It's going to yep. look cool. He's going to get out of it. He gets stabbed a bunch of times. Like, it's just a fun, stupid ass movie. And they're kind of self-aware as well. That whole scene with the bench was one of the dumbest things yes. I've ever yes. seen in a movie. But for some reason, I was just like, I don't know why I, I'm, I'm into this. But it's so stupid. Like, spoiler, there is a scene. He's, stra- he's, cha- he's handcuffed to a bench in broad daylight yeah and all they're trying to do is kill this guy and there is an army of people yes there's gunfire everywhere and and he is just chained to this bench in the in an open park and instead of trying to shoot him they're just shooting all the cops and civilians around him instead i have no idea why i don't know what happens and then for some reason like well let's just drive a truck into him Yes, and then that that's whole when he, that whole city it scene so, it was so is so ridiculous because then he starts <laughs> running on top of a but it's a mess. Yeah, that city scene good. is a mess. That's yeah, yeah. Because then it, and again, and then it's just visual effects, right? Then it's just like explosions oh. and jumping on cars. It turns into Fast and the Furious, right? That and, opening, and it's fun. Yeah, go. It's that great. opening <laughs> sequence is so cool, though. Like, there's some really cool visual set pieces. Like these yeah, guys can yeah. shoot an action set piece. It's stupid, but goddamn, they sell it. and It's a lot of fun. And now they're yeah, making the like a whole bunch of shit out of this. By the way. Sidebar, if you have not seen The Pitch, which is a YouTube series. I do not believe I've seen The Pitch. You need to watch it. Um, Watch The Pitch. And and this is our pitch meeting. Sorry, pitch meeting is what it is. And you could start with this one. The Gray Band Pitch Meeting. Oh, is it them basically making fun of like someone pitching this movie? Yeah. So the whole series is this one guy. He's basically pitching it to himself. Gotcha. Okay. And it's like writer and business guy. And there's like a few tropes that go along, but I don't know why it works. I, I mean, I just watched it for day shift. I'm never going to watch that movie. No. And I was, I (laughs) I was, that's the Jamie Foxx movie with zombies. Yeah. And that's all I needed to know. I was laughing my ass off the whole time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's great. Watch it. I'll be curious to know what you think. All right. Okay. What else? That's all I watched other than, uh, she-Hulk. We don't need to talk about that. It was fine. Yeah, which we can because uh, I've watched that as well. I want to talk oh, about okay. TV after, but let's let's talk yeah. about the three yeah, let's movies. Let's talk about movies because I it's all okay. you know because I'm I'm done. Okay. So I've I watched Hustle. Hustle came out a while ago, right? Mm. And that's a, that's an that's an Adam Sandler joint. Now I must say, right? Oh yeah. Adam Sandler, who had a run of really terrible movies, <laughs> like really really bad movies that he had some type of executive production in. Had some type of kind of, you know, it's him kind of having fun with his friends, right? Yep. Because that's kind of the, that's Adam Sandler, right? Like, if you're Adam Sandler's friend, it's awesome because he just puts you in every movie he's in. Like, Rob Snyder made a career just by being friends with Adam Sandler at the peak of Adam Sandler's career, right? He just gets to, he just gets to hang around. He shows up in the water. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. He shows, yeah. He shows up in, uh, he shows up in uh, Billy Madison. Right, he just shows up and stuff, and it's at mm-hmm. the height of it's at the height of Adam Sandler being one of the most powerful, funny men in in film, and Rob Snyder just made an entire career out of that. <laughs> and you know what? Good on him, right? Like, you know, he gets to be you know Deuce Bigelow, <laughs> Rob Snyder, right? I the think that's chick, Rob Snyder, right? 
Yeah, yeah he yeah, gets to just show him. up in these movies. There was two of those movies. <laughs> of course there was. They made a sequel to Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo. It was uh, now, European Gigolo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, now, so so look, so now Adam Sandler, the thing that's funny about Adam Sandler is that he's a really good actor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, what was it? Punch Drunk Love, I think a lot of people liked. There's there's the movie where he's where he's a comedian and he's dying. I forget the name of that money. Is it funny, funny people? people? I think it's funny yeah. people. That movie was too long. It's too long, but again, people are like Adam Sandler can can act. Like he's actually oh, yeah. very he talented outside solid. of him doing and I would say I loved I know Uncut Gems is kind of a giant stereotype, but God do I love that movie. That movie's a lot of fun. And it's so it out of all the movies I've watched since leaving New York. That movie made me feel like this is the most accurate portrayal of New York City I've ever seen because him walking through the street and how hectic it is and how it's like he's nonstop doing stuff in the first hour of that movie where it's uncomfortable. That's exactly what New York felt like to me when I first got there because like it just didn't stop. It was it was like an hour of just talking and in your face and just this is New York and this is a guy trying to make deals in New York. And so Uncut Gems was great. Now, I'd argue this movie Hustle is just Adam Sandler getting to talk to famous basketball players kind of is the same the same look as the Uncut Gems guy, <laughs> right? So he's like, I'm yeah. going to keep this beard. I'm going to get Queen Latifah to be my wife. Oh. And I'm going to be a, a basketball scout, right, who wants to be a coach, who has the this this knack for finding talent. And is traveling all over the world trying to find the next big star, right? Trying to find the next big international basketball star. Right. And I really enjoyed this movie. This movie is great. Now, this movie, if you watch basketball, it's got a bunch of basketball people in it. It's very clear that Adam Sandler just said, how do I get to hang out with NBA players? And so they said, we'll make this movie. <laughs> yeah. Make this movie with, with Queen Latifah. And you get to hang out with, uh, you know, with uh, what's his name? With um, Mark Cuban. And you get to hang out with Dr. J and you get to hang out with Boban and you get to hang out with all of these people. And you know, white is in this movie. Steve Urkel's going to show up. Right. Because it's just (laughs) it's just it's Adam Sandler. Right. He just brings his friends along for movies. But this movie was really good. Adam Sandler is when he does these more serious roles where he gets to it's not him doing the voices, which, again, it's not fair. That's probably Adam Sandler now 15 years ago. When he's kind of doing the thing where he kind of talks like this and then he starts talking real loud and it's like, oh, he's making jokes. But he's he's been in a couple of good movies recently. So I would recommend this movie. It's a lot of fun. As in, it's it's fun to watch. And it's got a good story to it with the, the kid that he finds from Spain who, you know, he's trying to turn into this NBA player. And I enjoyed it for, for kind of being Adam Sandler kind of finishing out what I'm assuming is his multi-million dollar Netflix deal to make movies. Um, between Uncut Gems and this one, they're pretty good movies. I thought I, I like this one. I wouldn't watch it again, but it was good for the hour or two hours that I watched it. So that's the first movie. Okay. Next movie, which happened a couple of weeks later, is Nope. Mm-hmm. So Nope came out here a month later after it Jordan, came out Jordan of the year. So it just... Right? Yeah, so it just came out last weekend, right? So I went to the movie theater and watched Nope. Right on. Now, I don't want to spoil Nope, because I think for all of his movies, you, you, you kind of want... I went into this knowing nothing about this movie, right? I think I saw the first trailer, and you see Daniel Kaluuya not being British, <laughs> because he's British. Oh. And every time you hear him talk, you're just like... Oh, I always forget that dude's British <laughs> because in every movie he's just, you know, in every yeah. movie he's playing kind of the same character. 
where in this, you know, in, in same in this movie, he's playing kind of the same guy, um, but he's British. Oh. So fun fact there. There you go. And I'm not going to spoil anything about this movie because if I tell you anything, it's I would consider it a spoiler. I recommend you see this movie in the movie theater. It's not scary. It's kind of sci-fi mystery. The, the best way to explain this is it's Jaws. Oh, okay. It's like watching Jaws. And I enjoyed it. It's cool. another one of those things that you watch. Is it his best movie? No. Was it a lot of fun to kind of go along for the ride and watch the mystery of what's happening and and kind of just, you know, kind of move your way through it, waiting to see what's going to happen next? Yeah, it was great. Um, so highly recommend. And I recommend you see it in the movie theater if you can. So what would you say is the order then of best to... I mean that's not bad, but like, what are the? How would you rank the three Jordan Peele movies? Now? Get Out is number one. Mm-hmm. That movie is great, and it's so unexpected because <laughs> you're not expecting that at all, right. and it's great. And then it's tough because I really like Us, but I would argue that this has more appeal, more my more long term appeal. Hmm. than us does i've seen us a lot of i've seen us maybe four or five times oh wow okay i really like us it's good but us is is really weird where i would say that this is more fun us became kind of a chore at some point and it's not a bad thing it's just it's it's a lot in a movie to turn through with this movie it's not as much it's not as much thinking like us, you're kind of trying to figure out like, well, wait, when when do you tell this? When do you tell that? When can you make these connection points of, you know, the, it's the duality of like, well, wait a minute. Is that, the, is that the real one or the fake one? Is that like it's that kind of back and forth for this, for us? In this movie, I, it was Jaws. And watching Jaws was a lot of fun, right? Like it's Jaws for, for 2022. 20, and I just think that's a lot more ambitious. Us was more of a horror movie. It was more of a, you know, there's this dark mystery. So I would say nope and then us if I had to rate them. But I like all of them. I think all of his movies are pretty good. I like the fact that he he's kind of, I would say that there's not as much mystery. You have to watch the movies again to see things you didn't see the first time. But it's not like it's not like a Nolan film, and Nolan doesn't really make horror. But it's not like that where it's like all this like weird stuff that you got to figure out by watching it a thousand times. Like you can watch it and go, "That was fun." It's not like you watch it and you go, "Man, I'm so confused. I got to watch that again." Yeah. Um. So yeah, Nope is good. I highly recommend it. I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it. Go watch it in the movie theater. All right. Cool. Now the last movie I've watched, mm-hmm. and oh, I, I know must what it say, is ready. I already know what it is. I'm gonna say this movie. Mm-hmm. I love this movie. Yep. And I'm hurt that this had to come out on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> they should yeah. re-release this in the movie theater. We'll say what it is. It's Prey. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's in theaters. It's not at all in theaters. I don't think. I think it's strictly Hulu. Showtimes. Let's see if they're playing. So it's 20th Century Fox. Yeah, that's fucked up. What? Oh, that was 2019. What? Yeah. So now look. Now now the now if you're wondering, what is Prey, right? Prey is a prequel to the Predator series. What's this? And you're thinking, what does that mean? Like, wait a minute. Predator. You mean like aliens versus predator? Like if it bleeds, we can kill it? 
Yes. And that line comes up in the movie, and it's great. And that's the type of line that you want to be in a movie theater for with a bunch of fans who just love this weird. <laughs> Again, like Aliens versus Predator, we've made so many of these movies with this universe, right? You got Prometheus, and then you got Aliens, Aliens 2, Predator, Aliens versus Predator. Um, you it's know, you've got The Predator, that. right, that came out yeah. a couple years ago with uh, with with Key. <laughs> the key is in The Predator. And this movie is great because it's a prequel. So this takes place with the with the Comanche Native Americans in yep. like the 1700s or the 1800s. And it basically follows the path of a of of a tribeswoman, of a hunter who is trying to, you know, prove that she is as tough as the the male hunters. And so it's the whole thing of sort of how the how the predator hunts and what the predator hunts. And it's awesome. This movie is great. And it's nuts. And there's a lot of really cool predator stuff in it and the cloaking and the predators fighting bears. And he's fighting like ape. It's it's great, and the whole theme of it of using Native Americans as part of the storyline, and and then there's sort of Western people that show up. I love this movie probably way more than I should. <laughs> nice, but this movie's a lot of fun, and this is a movie I really wish would have been in the movie theater because the end scene when when it's sort of this girl versus the predator is one of the best aliens versus predator scenes I've ever seen. It's great, all of it. Like sort of the 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 mindset and the tactical of, and again, so I'll put a spoiler alert here just in case you really want to see this, is basically, right, the predator is only, right, the, the whole theme behind the predator is the predator kills the apex, pred, the, the predator hunts other predators, which is just, I mean, you say that in a boardroom and I'm like, I'm in, <laughs> right? So the predator doesn't see her as a threat. Right. So the predator sees, you know, sees the wolf as a threat, sees the bear as a threat, sees man as a threat, but doesn't see her as a threat. So it's sort of like underestimating this girl, this young woman, who then at the end takes out the, the predator. That's the whole premise of it, kind of, and that's why it's called prey, right? Because he sees her as prey, not not a predator. The predator's deal is I only hunt other predators. Which again, like you, you, you put that in a you put that in a synopsis for a film, and you're like, all right, I'm watching a predator fight other predators. Um, so all the gadgets, all the tools, right? So the, you got the, you got the lasers, the the three dots that appear, and like all of it, like the claws, like it's great. It's I watch this movie, <laughs> and you're gonna be like, why does he love this so much? But it's because I like stupid stuff like this when it just is what it is, and you say the cre- catchphrases from the previous predator movies. And it's just this one thing just tearing through people. I'm in. So, yeah, I really like this movie. I like it more than I should. Nice. It's great. Good to hear. All right. So, yeah, that's my list. I did. I have been watching two TV shows. I watched She-Hulk. As you noticed, I watched this on your Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. You're, yeah, you're welcome. I watched it last night. It's fine. Um, uh, you know, obviously, the company I work for, we were part of this. And CG looked fine. I think a lot of people ragging on the fact that She-Hulk looked weird, but she all looked fine. Looked like every other CG character. Looked great. Um, yeah. yeah. Was, so we'll see what happens. Fun. Yeah, it's a fun. Yeah. It's a fun start. I do like how they kind of they take the first episode to just be like, "Yep, she's the Hulk. This is the deal." And yeah, it's like, "Great, great, yeah. get that shit out of the way," because I don't want to do like another. I liked Miss Marvel, but I 
wanted her to be like I, these movies are best when they become the thing or the, the series are best when they become the thing and it's like i get yeah. it i'm gonna wait so weeks so she could just turn green it's like this is what i'm here yeah for all right yeah I'm this here this I'm they sped it up lady. they didn't give us they didn't give us four episodes of like oh god i'm turning green it was Which like here's how it happened and it was yeah. fine right because and for me i go it's a tv show like yeah. give me that origin if you're gonna make a movie out of she hulk then fine draw it out and give me the origin story for the first yeah. hour but this was what thirty minutes of origin story. Yeah, beautiful. Let's get to it. And now she's an attorney at law. We're in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I did watch that, which is fine. Um, the other show that I've been watching. Have you heard of this show called The Rehearsal? Yeah, the uh, Nathan Fielder. <laughs> this is one of the weirdest things I've ever watched, and it's great. I love this show. Like irrationally, love this show. Because it's so weird. And the whole time you're watching this, you're going, who gave this dude the budget to do this? Right. So the premise, it, it, tell me if I'm getting this right. Because basically, the guy is like planning to do have a conversation with somebody and try to understand and try to basically guide it or get a reaction ex- based on the personality of this person like is that what's going on so so the whole theme of it right and I'll, I'll say this maybe in the way that this would probably be pitched and said you know you've got a big there's a big event that's coming up in your life right mm-hmm. or there's something that you want to do or get off your chest or some news that you want to break to somebody and you don't know like you're so worried about it that you're basically saying, I don't know, I can't do, I'm paralyzed by making this decision. So, for example, let's say, Jason, I needed to tell you something that 15 years ago, you know, I I was the one who crashed your car, mm-hmm. right? And instead, you know, all those years ago, you thought someone stole your car and they crashed and yada, yada, yada. And this has been eating at me for 15 years, mm-hmm. right? And I feel sure. like in order for our friendship to continue and for me to feel at peace with myself, I need to tell you this. But I don't know how, right? And it's it stopped me for fifteen years of doing this. Or hey, I you know I need to prepare. I have this lifelong dream of becoming a parent, and I I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I have all the skills to do this. I'm worried. I'm terrified about making this step. And so what this dude is doing is he's basically helping these people rehearse all of the possible outcomes of how that conversation go or how that turning point in their life could go. So for example, the first episode, this, he goes to this guy's house and this guy is supposed to, you know, it starts off by this guy basically contacted him or this is what they say, right? This guy, this guy contacted him that said, Hey, he had to tell this, he had to tell his lifelong friend, this important thing that happened. I I don't want to ruin it because you might want to watch the show after explaining this. Right. And so it basically starts off with this guy going, well, I've rehearsed meeting this guy for the first time i've rehearsed every possible scenario i hired an actor to follow him around to figure out his mannerisms to figure out where he drinks and how he talks and how he pauses so that way i could rehearse all of the possible discussions that we might have to make me most prepared for what this outcome might be so imagine i crashed your car that scenario and i basically had someone who hired someone that looks like you to then sit down at our favorite restaurant or bar to rehearse all of the possible outcomes of me telling you this, of how it will go, of are you going to be mad? Are you going to be understanding? Are you going to be sad? Are you going to be whatever? 
And so this is the show where he's basically rehearsing with this person. So he does the, ri- the ridiculous things like, I'm going to build the bar that you're going to go to for the evening. And I'm going to build a replica of it on a, on a stage. And I'm going to hire actors to play the, the bartender. I'm going to hire actors to sit at the tables where you're supposed to sit. And what happens if someone's sitting at your table? What do you tell them? You, what do you tell this actor? So he's, this is the whole premise of the show. <laughs> wow. it, 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 it's, it's crazy. Because you're half watching this going, this can't be real. In those other moments, you're like, oh, no, this seems like it's real. So it's it's kind of, I think, and again, there's maybe a deeper meaning to this show where it's like, you know, you can't actually rehearse all of the possible outcomes. Like, as he's doing all of these rehearsals, because he's doing these rehearsals of the rehearsal, of going like, well, I first had to rehearse how this would go with the actors. And then I decided that, well, this wasn't going well. So I hired another actor to play the actor who's supposed to be playing the actor and rehearsed with them. And so it goes down these spirals of like trying to figure out what went wrong. And the thing is, is that all of the ways that they practice this is never actually what happens. And I think that's kind of the theme of this, of like, you never know. Like there's a thousand, there's a million possible responses to life that you cannot rehearse all of the possible outcomes when you have a budget from HBO who's going to allow for this dude to build a replica of a bar or build a replica of a house to play out all of the possible scenarios that might what happen, you know, that might happen. Um, so, for example, right, the big overarching theme of this show is that there's this woman who kind of wants to have a kid, and so he basically is like, "Well, I'm gonna basically, I'm gonna fast track the 18 years of a child's life by hiring child actors and replacing them throughout the day." Of like, well, now he's a baby, and I'm replaced with another baby, and then a week later, now it's now it's a two year old, a three year old a five-year-old, a 16-year-old. And so he's doing this over the course of the show to basically rehearse what parenthood looks like. So it's crazy. The show is yeah. nuts. And you should watch it because it's re- it's it's only 30 minutes. It's like documentary-style kind of mockumentary com- comedy. It's 30-minute episodes. If you have HBO Max, you should totally watch this show because you're going to watch this and be like, is this real? This is super weird. Yeah, Nathan um, for you was always weird. I, I didn't, I didn't really vibe too much with that. It's weird, either. man. That, it's weird, but it's it's like, super, inter- it's super entertaining to watch. All right, fair enough. So there you go. So yeah, um, TV series if you want to watch that. So yeah, that's that's a. Uh, so I've been spending the last month as you've been uh traveling around and eating, you know, and eating stuffed pancakes. Mm. <laughs> I've been watching stuff. weird TV. Well, pancakes you, you get stuff, my point. but that was that it, was part. It of might my, as well the concept. Been. Look, man, when I'm when I open see the light, like that's going to be one of the gimmicks that people can be like, "What the fuck?" Like it's going to bring people in from like around the world because not only not only am I going to serve American style pancakes, I'm also going to allow you to to choose a filling if you want a stuffed pancake. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because it's so easy to do. You know, I'm not even giving away. You know what? I'll give you a secret because you made it this long into this podcast. I'll tell you how to do it. All you need to do is just like freeze a disc of a thing. And then when you lay down that batter, you just plop that disc on there. You put a little more batter on top. Boom. You got a stuffed pancake. You want to have like at. a chocolate stuffed pancake. Boom. You freeze like a little disc of, uh, of chocolate. Just pop that on top. Hmm. It's going to be perfect. It's going to melt. Frozen? inside. I, I wouldn't have guessed that, but it makes sense. Yeah. Otherwise it's going to make a fucking mess. But the, uh, <laughs> I've done that with matcha. I've done that with peanut butter. I'll do it. You know, I'm not messing around here. Now, look, TV, movies, all that stuff sounds great, but here's what I've really been doing nonstop. I've been playing Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, 
I have recently crossed about the 65 hour mark in this Ooh. game. I started Ooh. playing it on the flight back from um, uh, when I was going from Istanbul to uh, did I start it there? Did I start? It doesn't matter. The point is, I started on the flight back. It literally, I left Lithuania on a Saturday and the game came out on a Friday. So the timing was perfect. I pre downloaded it. So all I needed to do was connect, is start playing. It was great. And holy shit. This is quite possibly going to become my favorite game of all time. Oh, wow. Look at that. For a guy like, that plays a lot of games. I don't high know. Praise. I don't know if it'll unseat. I don't know if it'll unseat Deus Ex, which is still my favorite mm. game of all time. But this is going to be up there, at least from like a narrative story driven i'm not gonna lie man i'll, I'll come clean right look I'm, I'm very comfortable with my sexuality okay mm-hmm. this game made me a little uh made a little misty eyed at times wow like i mean that, that's I, got nothing to do with your sexuality this, you can you can game, feel emotions i'm a man all right yeah you can I'm feel man, men feel emotions i'm a man no movies ever made me cry no game has ever made me cry but this one close this, one, this one's i definitely had to get some uh get some mist in there like on on like more than one occasion, this game is like captivating through and through. And I don't and like the themes of it hit so hard. Like the whole premise is pretty wild. Like Xenoblade Chronicles as a series, the first one came out on Wii and people loved it. But it was on the Wii. It was towards the end of life. It's pretty rare release. They re-released it on 3DS and then they re-released it and then they remastered it on switch after they released xenoblade chronicles 2 the second one there was another one actually that came out on wii u called x which i've never played when xenoblade chronicles 2 came out it was also a great game it came out like within the first few months of the switch coming out and it's great like the series staples are like these enormous open worlds and like insane insanely deep combat systems that just keep layering and layering and layering to the point where they're giving you tutorials like almost up until the last boss of the game two was great but it was like it was going way too hard on the anime tropes to the point Mm. where it was off-putting like you look up the characters and you're like like, we get it what the hell is this you know just like the main character of pyra and like her like enormous rack like in this game it's just like this is stupid um and yeah it's just like it leans into that stereotypical fan service which could be i that's why it's hard for me to recommend that game i could easily recommend the first one it's amazing you don't they're all like kind of connected but not really like they're if you don't if you jumped right into three for example you would be missing nothing there'd be there's a few things where you're like oh cool like that'll that just play on the fan service if you played the previous games but otherwise it's it's completely standalone and it's just awesome the games always have like these enormous worlds to explore and it and this one is and this one actually looks better like they've always been on this kind of underpowered nintendo hardware so it's never ever looked great this game is easily the most polished of them but it's man the story and the characters are what's driving this thing home for Mm. me like the whole premise of this, because they all have different gimmicks. The first one basically is about the world is different in all of them. The first one, there's these two giant beings that fought the Bionis and the Mechanis. And they basically ended up killing each other 
in a fight. Like they were just fighting for eternity until they ended up basically killing each other. And the society is built on those things. So it's pretty cool because as you're exploring the world, it's like, oh, you're on the shoulder. Now you're on the arm. Now you're crossing over. Mm. Like there is there's some really cool stuff that goes on that plays that premise. But that's like instead of having a normal continent, you are on these giant things. You're on these giants, effectively. The second one, it was kind of similar where you were on like these giant beings as well. They were like kind of floating around uh, from place to place. So you had like all these kind of different floating islands is really the best way I could explain it. This one, the world is more traditional, but the the hook is about the way that it's it is like the way that life is presented. So you have these two warring factions, and people are basically are are basically born at a like a or like at a, like a teenage age or something like that, and they live for ten years and then they die, and they only exist to kind of fight in this world hmm. and the game really like plays on this theme of death like your character is uh is like the role of this officer where you basically play a flute and um and for the people that died and that kind of whisks away all the fallen soldiers into like this into like a bunch of these like little lights or something like that and that's how you send them off and the music in this game is phenomenal the voice acting is like really good as well. So like every time it's always the same song, it's always the same thing, but you have these moments where, you know, there's just like these dead characters and then they like kind of provide that closure as they're playing the flute. And like, you just, and this whole song like kind of sweeps you away and into that moment and you're like, Oh my God, like it just hits so hard every time. And yeah, you got the, it's of course like it's a Japanese RPG. So you got like the anime stuff to an extent it's not as cringy as it was in hmm. two. Like you don't have, you don't have a, like the Nopon or in all the games, which are like these little furry ball, like creatures, They're basically like Furbies in a way. And like, like this, the, to tell you how insane the second one was, this one dude basically made himself a, like a lady robot <laughs> to be like his <laughs> slave of sorts. It was bizarre. That was a main character. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. that, that was weird. But, um, like he basically it, it he basically made a sex robot for himself. But anyway, um, that kind of shit doesn't happen here. But you do have like, you know, one of the main characters is like this lady with cat ears. And that's like one of the main characters in the game as well. So you're going to get shit like that. Yeah. But man, they just sell this thing so hard and it's so good. And like from the moment it starts, I'm just like I am in. I am just utterly captivated and I am just absolutely loving every every moment of this game. It's like cool. It's got it all it looks, because it looks cool. And is this exclusive to Switch? Yeah, it's only on Switch. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool because it's it's the perfect game on the Switch because it's got it, just like any RPG, you know, there's going to be those moments where there's a lot of story that's being delivered. And then in between, you could also do side quests, things like that. So it's also the great, you know, on the commute, going to play some side quests, grind a little bit. Although the grinding for me is completely irrelevant because I've been doing so many of the side quests that I'm, if I go to the main story, I'm like 15 levels higher than yeah, the main story. Yeah, you just cruise so, through the main story. Yeah. yeah, and the side quests are great. Like the side quests in the last two games were awful, like straight up horrendous, worst thing about the game, easily. Um, this game, like you want to do them all and then you get your experience boost and then it's great because one of the most annoying things is like you're 
being sucked into these crazy story moments. And then it's like, well, here's this giant boss fight. And now it's like, oh shit. Well, one of the things that the series has always been forgiving with is if you lose in a fight, you basically can jump right before it and then travel around the world however you want. So you can grind, do whatever you need to, then you come back and fight the thing. So it's great. But being able to just sail right through that stuff so I can get to the next story beat where it's like, oh my God, big boss fight, something's going on. I need to like beat the shit out of this guy. And then you just do it handedly so you could get to the next story beat and be like, what's going to happen now? It's like, it's just awesome. I, I love this thing. The The music is incredible. The production values are great. I, I mean, I can't say enough good things about it. I, I'm enamored with it. I guess if I do everything in the game, it's like over 100 hours. I don't think I'm going to do everything in the game. I think I just got to the last chapter. There's seven chapters. And I think I just started at seven now. So unless something crazy happens, I don't think I'm going to hit like more than 80, 85 hours. It just depends on how many side quests I want to keep doing. Yeah, but cool. Dude, this thing is... Uh, I'll say one bad thing about it. There is a part of the game where you get a boat. This is the worst controlling thing I've ever seen in a game in like well, a yeah, long they, they time. They didn't build this it thing was, for boat driving. I know, <laughs> but it's like, why did you make it turn so slow? Why am I like hitting up against like these little monsters and I can't just like go through things like it is bad, 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 but I still love this game. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. If you have a switch, if you have any interest in RPGs, if you want to cry, get Xenoblade Chronicles. If it made me misty eyed, you're going to be a puddle. If you've had any experience with loss or death, I don't see any way that this game does not hit on some sort of emotional level. So, and play with headphones whenever yeah. there's big story beats. Cause uh, yeah, this game's awesome. And yeah, there's a little bit of the anime, like the, the anime stuff, like the fan service stuff definitely comes in. It's not as insane as it is. It comes, it's like kind of fleeting when it's there. Um, and there are, while most of the voice work is incredible, there's there was like one or two occasions where i'm like this is excruciating why did you pick this actress <laughs> there's like two specific moments i can't look up anything about this game and i can't confirm if everybody feels the way i do on certain things because spoilers are out there i don't want them and but i'm gonna i can't wait to uh to jump in and see what people say about this and see how it's like hitting and i just want to be able to go and listen to the soundtrack and i can't even do that because I'd have to do it on YouTube and then YouTube's just going to show me a bunch of spoilers. Like, fuck YouTube. Am I right? <laughs> well, that's the problem with games like these though. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, again, because like a lot of people, I would assume that you could probably watch 70 hours of this. I mean, in the way that games are working now, right? A lot of people just care about the story. Like I've not played, yeah. I think I downloaded two, but again, like as I started playing through it, I was like, Oh, this seems like a chore. Yeah. Like, I think it's two or one. Again, I don't even remember because I was playing it and I was trying to get into it, but I was like, man, this feels like it's going to be forever. Yeah. So, especially with the way things are going now, there's plenty of people, whether they can or cannot afford the games, that will sit there and rather watch the story and then play it. So, yeah, like, you're a rare, I, I would say you're rare in today's gaming age of people who actually want to fully sit there and enjoy the game and play it, versus there's plenty of people who are happy just to watch content about the game, which is interesting. Yeah. And honestly, so. If for someone who doesn't want to play the game, but you're intrigued by the premise and the story, yeah, 
I would say it's probably pretty interesting as well yeah. just to watch it like that. Like they're going to be out there if they're not already where people just stitch together all the content. You can watch it. Yeah, like, 100%. yeah, you don't need to play, you know, 80 hours to understand the story. Like they could stitch that shit together and give you the give you the show notes. Like the funny thing is with these games, they're su- this happens a lot in RPGs. And two was egregious where you would do a boss fight when you won the boss fight, then they'd have a cutscene where you were like, Oh my God, this person's so powerful. We can't beat him. And then they just beat you with like one swing. You're like, what the fuck did they just do that for? Yeah. <laughs> they do that a couple times here, but it's not too bad. But the point is the fight is never the final statement on the fight because there's always going to be a cutscene where like the, they present to you the conclusion. So it would probably stitch together pretty well. It's just like, Oh, here is like a, you know, a 15 hour, uh stitched together long series to watch the whole plot play out and it'll probably be just as good as hitting upon those themes if that's what you're into so if they if the premise is intriguing you want to be into it you might start watching that and be like man i want to play these games i want to spend more time with these characters because they're not going to bring you into the the side quests actually add to the character like one of those Mm -hmm. moments that i had where i was like oh my god it's really emotional it was a side quest that concluded a story thread which you did not have to do. But when you did it, it was like a fully animated cutscene, and it just like hits you in the fields. Tony, man, when you see those lights flying up, you're hearing those flutes. Goddamn. This game's something special. All righty. Well, look, maybe I'll, you know, once I'm out of uh, being chained to my desk, mm-hmm. we'll, uh, maybe we'll play. <laughs> maybe we'll buy it and play it. Give it a shot. Who's we? Yeah. Me. Just me, the, me and my future self. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Enjoy it. Well, look, you're going to have, because uh, you're coming to the States, right? I am. I have a long flight. Again, I've not been on a flight longer than an hour since 2019. Yeah. So. Oh, God. I'll tell you what. I missed it. I love it. Did you? I really did. Because I'm afraid it's going to feel like, because it got to a point where flying 12 hours was nothing to me. Yeah. It was like 12 hours, psh, nothing. But now I'm afraid it's going to be like, oh, God, I can't believe I got to, I pretty much have to sit in the same thing, breathe in the same recycled air for 12 hours. Yeah, you'll be fine. They, um, um, this game is perfect for a flight. I, I You should get this for the flight. But you know what else okay. is going to be out by the time you fly out? Hmm. Persona 5 is coming to Switch. Oh, uh, yeah. And I never finished Persona 5. Persona 5 Royal. Is it Royal just because it's on Switch? No, it's Royal because they re-released the game with some additional content. So if you thought, wow, mm-hmm. you know what? 100 hours is great, but I could have used some more. Guess what? They got more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People love it. They say that's the best way to play the game. I didn't play it. I yeah. might. I don't know if I'm going to replay that game. I played so many RPGs. I started playing Live Alive on Switch as well, which I did enjoy as well. Um, but yeah, Xenoblade. Like, God, I had to, I had to do it. God damn. I got it's twelve thirty here. I might. I think I'm mid cutscene because I was watching. Yeah, so you're pick it up and play it. I'm you pretty know? sure I might after we hang up. It's twelve thirty. I might. I might just like see out that cutscene and you know we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have to wake up early in the morning. There I'm not go. doing anything nice. until I skate at five forty five. Although I might see this movie Inu O. Have you heard of this thing? No, I haven't. Inu O. Inu O. This might be your jam. It's like a um, Inu O, huh? Yeah, from Visionary. Here's what it says on Alamo Drafthouse: From Visionary director Masaki Yuasa, hailed by IndieWire as one of the most creatively unbridled minds in all of modern animation, 
comes a revisionist rock opera about a 14th century superstar whose dance moves take Japan by storm. Wow. Born to an esteemed family, Inuo is afflicted with an ancient curse that has left him on the margins of society. When he meets the blind musician Tomona, a young Biwa priest haunted by his past, Inuo discovers a captivating ability to dance. The pair quickly becomes business partners and inseparable friends as clouds flock to their electric, larger-than-life concerts. But when those in power are threatened to break up the band, Inuo and Tomona must dance and sing to uncover the truth behind their creative gifts. Watching this trailer, this looks like a watch-from-home type of thing. I don't know if I want to go to a movie theater and watch this. Uh, looks cool, you know, though. Well, first of all, you probably can't go to a movie theater and watch that. But, no. Um, but I can. There yeah, is you a, can because you there's yeah. an Alamo showing tomorrow with one, two, with uh, how many seats are here? This is literally a 20. There are 25 seats in this theater. Yeah, that very sounds intimate. about right. <laughs> very intimate. So, you know what? I might go to a one o'clock showing, get some lunch, and watch this movie. That sounds great. All right. Well, yeah, cool. Let me know how it is. Talk about it in two weeks when you're back. Yeah, yeah, or I won't. We'll see. We'll find out. Find out next time. Tune we'll in. Find out ne- yeah. Until then, you know, it's good to be back. Good to catch up. Just doing this. Uh, thank you for listening. He's abroad.com. By the way, the the Russians are back and worse than ever. Okay. I need to, I need to get on that. The Russians are the Ru- Just, Russians are active. I'll take a they look at jumping. This. Now look, it's no surprise that they're constantly commenting on the article called Worst State. Oh, uh, there you go. The deep state is the worst state. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or the best state, depending on how you or look the best at state, it. Depending yeah. on where you are. But yeah, if you're not a Russian bot, hell, if you are a Russian bot, you know where your efforts would be better spent is on giving Apple. us a review on iTunes. <laughs> That'd be great. Or anywhere where you could review podcasts. Someone reviewed my speech, by the way. There is an app that you they? can give a speech. Yeah. Um, they gave me a four out of five. Nice. That's pretty good. That's not bad. It was only I think it was only one person. That's all right. Four out of five, though, from one person who cared to review you is not bad. You want to hear what they said? Sure. We can end on that. What did they say? Well, you want to guess? You want to think? How would you describe it if I was speaking? Do you think? uh, Grading. uh, Let's see. Oh, wow. (laughs) Let's see here. I kid. Okay, here we go. It was. (laughs) So here's what it said. This was hilarious and very informative simultaneously. Also, he wasn't mumbling and went pretty fast through the whole presentation. Yeah, that sounds like a lot of, yeah. While answering all of the questions in a very elaborate way. So the time managing was awesome too. Audience got really engaged. There were a lot of questions. Presentation was very professionally done. The structure and the content were very concise yet entertaining. That was it. Yep, that's how I describe it. <laughs> He nailed it. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah. Someone also reviewed Tadas and they were like, yeah, he was a bit more intense than Jason. So it was clearly the same person. <laughs> but he also had like a 4.3 something, which uh, yeah. which is well-deserved. Like I said, that's what preparation gets you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do all that stuff. Review us. Be nice. And until next time.